the two business guys mastermind on when to kill an idea, even the good ones. Enjoy. This business podcast, the two business guys mastermind uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup, operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. So, Rob, what you're saying is, is that entrepreneurs just really need to stop moving the goalposts. Hey, everybody, we're going to be talking about some, some, you know, Rob has come up with some ideas. I've come up with some ideas. And we're just going to bring these ideas to the table. And uh, one of the topics that we were talking about is, you know, that new shiny thing syndrome. Now, we've covered this in some, you know, fashion or another. But when you when you constantly see it, when you see that you've just provided some really good stuff. And the mm. entrepreneur is saying, yeah, that's working, but let's move it over here. Rob, mm. talk about mm. what does moving the goalposts yeah. constantly do to the entrepreneur's ability to focus? Yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a really good question. And the big thing that, you know, this 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 conversation was sparked really from I got a couple of clients that I've been coaching, I've been working with and, and from my own experience and struggles as well that, you know, We'll go through and we'll fix something that will fix productivity and we'll increase productivity or we'll fix, you know, expenditures and we'll we'll, we'll make sure that their, their, their pricing is right and things of that nature. But what winds up happening to a lot of entrepreneurs, what I've seen is, you know, <clears throat> once we've made the shift, once we've made the change, we we get impatient. And we start trying to do the next thing. Right. It's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, if I can do this, then I can do this and this and this and this and this where we get overly optimistic, right? And so it's not a bad thing because the optimism is what we need as entrepreneurs. It's what we need to make ourselves go and take the risk and all the rest of that, but it has to be tempered. And what I've seen with a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, is that if we don't allow ourselves to focus, if we don't allow ourselves to, to actually gain the reward for the work that we have done, then what winds up happening is that there's this kind of depression, there's this kind of despair that starts to happen where it feels like nothing we're doing is ever good enough. And over time, that really starts to erode our ability to be optimistic. And so it, 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 it's a, a, something that I, that, that I want to put out to all of you entrepreneurs out there. It's really important that you, that you understand or that you, that you stay focused on getting through the finish line. A lot of times we're like, it's kind of like the tortoise and the hare, right? The, the hare takes off, pow! And they look back and it's like, oh, that dude ain't never going to catch me. So they go take a nap or they go in, in, in the entrepreneur lane. Oh, we we go time. and we, right, we got time. We go and focus on something else because now I can do both of them, right? I got enough time to do, and now I can do both of them. And what we never do is we never anticipate how much extra effort, how much extra energy that's going to take away from the one thing that's important to us. And so then you wind up and it winds up being harder doing both. And sometimes if you like me, you take on two or three or four things and then it's harder doing all five. And it seems like the finish line gets further and further and further away. Right. And that's a, that, that's a case of, of, of being able to, to focus. Right. And I, I talk to business owners a lot and here's the analogy we'll get right. The sun <clears throat> is a tremendous, you know, energetic being in the in the universe, right? The sun puts out trillions of kilowatts of energy yeah. every day. Trillions with a T, right? 
The sun heats up the entire galaxy. The sun is amazing. However, if you were to put an iron rod on a street or whatever you want to do out in the sun, let's say you put it out there for an hour, trillions of kilowatts of energy, but the sun wouldn't be able to cut a line through that iron bar in an hour, right? Even though it's putting out all that energy, yeah. wouldn't be able to get the job done. Wouldn't be able to do it in two hours. Wouldn't be able to do it in 24 hours. You leave it out there all year. And thankfully, for those of us that have cars, this is true. You can leave it out there all year and the sun would never <laughs> cut a line through that bar of iron. Even though the sun is doing a lot of work. But if you take a laser with a couple of hundreds of watts, not kilowatts, not megawatts, watts, a couple hundred, that laser can cut through a rod of iron or a plate of steel in a matter of seconds. Focused energy. And the key is the focus, right? right. <clears throat> and so many entrepreneurs are dynamos. They're just balls of energy everywhere they go. People are warmed by their presence. People, they, they bring energy to the room. But if you can't focus that energy, then the stuff that you're trying to do, the stuff that you're trying to accomplish will feel continually like it is taking a ton of energy and you won't understand why. And it's because we have to be able to focus. And the biggest thing that I would say is in the area of projects, if you have a, if you have a project that's going to save you money or you have a project that's going to gain you money and you know that you can do that, then go and make that project demonstrate that it can do that consistently mm -hmm. well, before once that, you pull on other projects and other things. And see, that sounds to me like the whole, and it kind of gets into one of the topics that I want to talk about too, is like, you know, what, um, well, let me, let me talk about that one first, but um, that's not very exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's, the excitement comes in the constantly starting stuff, right? I mean, yeah. the I mean, for for our psyche, for our dopamine hits, for yep, our feeling yep, of, yep. you know. And I've been I've been doing some work around this lately, on a personal level, and it's, you know, I've just given in to it to the idea. <laughs> you know, I just um Trish, just try to figure out a way by which to take all of these disparate things and then let them serve you, mm -hmm, right? If mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing. And because I can speak on so many topics, it's kind of like how we do this podcast It's like, hey, we could just. At first, we used to do, you know, all this, you know, one, two, three, ABC. And then it was like, let's just rock it, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll have kind of an overall theme. And then, you know, we have so many different experiences that we can speak to them from our variety of having done different things that then informs it. Right. Mm -hmm. But man, I'm telling you, telling an entrepreneur to stay focused is yeah. probably the very reason why they left a job in the first place. Yeah. Or, or it's just so difficult. So yeah. one of the topics that I had, Rob, that speaks to that, mm -hmm. and I want to ask you this, right? Is like, what idea, what idea? So this is relative, right? What mm -hmm. idea have you abandoned? Mm, nah, that's a good that's a good one that's what i wanted to know I'm like okay all right rob you says stay focused yeah you go, well, yeah what have you abandoned, abandoned. right now that's that's a that's a really good that's a really good question and because and you, you know kind of with my business we do we've got kind of three verticals that we work in and one of the things that i had to do this last year right 
which was extremely difficult for me because like we just talked about, like I know the stuff that I do, I can help people. I can be here, 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 here. Right. And we do so much um, just helping. And so we're trying to do, we were trying to do content creation. We were trying to do courses. We were trying to do merchandise. We were trying to do coaching. We were trying to do speaking. We were trying to do um, consulting. We were, we were doing everything and, and had irons in the fire everywhere. I had members on my team that were working on trying to spin up stuff and all the rest of the type of stuff. They were busy one and the, they were confused. Exactly. Because one of the things that kept coming back is, right, even though it was clear what the priorities were from a from a sheet that we had, you know, posted and everything, the team members were not able to switch from thing to thing to thing to thing and keep the priorities straight the way I was. And I realized that for the organization, I had to simplify what we were doing, how we were doing it, so that everybody who had a priority could stay laser focused. <clears throat> and what we did is we we looked at what is our most profitable stream of income? What mm -hmm. is our most profitable, and, and not just even stream, but what is our most profitable pathway mm -hmm. to income? Now we have coaching courses that we sell and we have books and we have merchandise and we have all the rest of that type of stuff. But a lot of those are low ticket items there. They require lots of volume to make the type of money that we want to make. Whereas the stuff that we do in person, the stuff that we do as far as coaching consulting, because we do value-based um, packaging as well, we partner with our clients to say, here's how much value we're bringing to your organization. Here's the, here's the, um, the equitable compensation that we re receive in return. And so we kind of get to choose the projects that are going to be beneficial for everybody and make us good money as well. Um, and I looked at that and I said, okay, if we focus on getting really good at that pathway, that then makes room for me to pay somebody to not the whole team, not everybody integrated, none of the rest of that, but to, 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 to create a position for somebody to just focus on doing this and getting good at this for another thing and another thing and another thing and so the the pathway to, to your point what i let go of was i let go of chasing everything at once and what we really focused on is our pathway in our business is speaking coaching i'm sorry speaking consulting coaching and then long-term engagements right that's the pathway that we move towards um relationships with our partners somebody sees us at a speaking engagement or something like that then we 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 Based on that, we go and look at them individually and see what we can do, and we do something simple with their organization. <clears throat> Again, developing no like and trust factor, developing that ability for them to know that we can deliver the results continually. It wasn't a one-trick pony. Mm -hmm. Then we get into um, some sort of coaching relationship with some of their um, some of their executives or some of the, the top people, so they again get to see the way that we change thinking, the way that we change, the, the way we challenge paradigms, the, 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 the magnitude of what we can do. And then we enter into long-term um, work with organizations to help them figure out the big problems, the big CL problems. And that is our most lucrative stream of income. So did, what did I had everything to, else fall to the wayside? or Everything else fell to the wayside. So that in that space, so you're big my team, item guy. right. My team focused specifically on that. Now for me, I can dabble, I can do stuff over here because now I have my team doing all of this work. And in that space, we were able to book, we've booked three different speaking engagements already. So we've already got all of that stuff in. 
right? So we've already made back all of the money plus some on all of the advertising, all the, all the, all the, um, the, the marketing stuff that we've done for speaking just by focusing on that. Whereas last year, we didn't make all of that back over. So the that's the break even approach to then the other parts of the tree. Exactly. Because then now every other part of the tree is value add. There's no cost of acquisition to it. Okay. I, I understand that. See, it, it's like, you know, creating deal flow. Mm -hmm. Right. And on my, on my side, I, I haven't succeeded yet. At that. <laughs> so it, my big deal is constantly putting out a, a huge amount of buy buttons. Mm -hmm. Now, because the variety of things that I have skilled up on, if you will, over mm -hmm. the, this past years, now it's a matter of making sure all roads leads to me, mm -hmm. right? If I'm in the middle, then buy button, buy button, buy button, buy button, buy button. Right. And and that was just because, you know, I'm not so much interested in being focused as I am being excited. Mm -hmm. right? now, excited. Up Now, that's just me. Excited about life and other possibilities. Now, this is not, hey, y'all, y'all listen to this. Don't be, you know. Yeah, put some put some comments in. Now, in now the, this is uh, this below. is this is this is, the, and, and I'll push back against the idea of that they're it's just that they're. My, uh, it's just my way, Rob. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Your go ahead, way, go what ahead. you just did is you created a false dichotomy. You created a dichotomy between excitement and focus. Yes, I did. Exactly. And I want to challenge that thinking because that's what so many business owners feel like is that it's not exciting to be focused. Remember you said it, it's boring to be focused. Now, here's the thing. It's boring to be focused if you're focused on the wrong thing. Y'all hear that? Sink now, in. I, again, that's why we, we come in every week and we just go, hey, let's, let's hammer this up because we know somebody out there is having this issue. Mm. Somebody is me. Right. Right. Somebody is, is spinning up different things. Some are failing. You know, some are doing well. Some are just like, eh. and Rob right. is saying, hey, man, you got to get rid of all that and start focusing on some stuff. Exactly. And I know the power of focus. Yes. But go ahead, and Rob. I like that dichotomy, and, and, creating dichotomies. Right. right. Creating dichotomies. Because here's the thing. When you're focused on the wrong thing. Right. And it's a lot of the story that we tell ourselves. If I'm, if I think that I'm focused, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just focused on this, and all I can think about is this, and all I can do is this. It's not the way to think about it. The key is, the reason why we're doing all of these things is not just because of the dopamine hit of starting something new, right? That's 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 hobbies, that's all the rest of that. But in business, every one of those new things, the reason why it appealed to us is because we were like, and it can add revenue this way. And it can add revenue this way. And so it was it was another addition to our overarching goal of this is where I want to be with my revenue. This is where I want to be with my lifestyle, where I want to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For business owners, we see those new shiny things as more options that help us get where we're trying to go faster. Yep. Yep. And everybody I talk to says, yeah, you spend a year doing that. And you figure out. I was I was uh, doing some research on a um, a, a black girl, a girl that's in the um, kind of like the gossip space, right? And she's got a really <laughs> really popular site. Uh -huh. So they were interviewing her, and they were, at, and she was so forthright and and, and forthcoming with the, with the information. She says, "They says, well, what what did you have to do?" She says, "Focus." Uh -huh. She says she uh -huh. she had 
uh, got an offer for somebody to help her. She said she had been just kind of living in her car. And I don't want to say the site mm-hmm. because, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, I got you. And she says, I was just about living in my car. She said, I had rent due and it was X amount of dollars. And then this person was coming to me saying, I'd like to invest in you. Now, of course, you know, it was almost one of those, um, m- you know, music contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> you don't read it and this is we we have a piece we of own in perpetuity. <laughs> Right? Exactly, and then and then she says, but he ended up eventually let her out of that that contract. But that's what it was. Here's X amount of dollars. She was like, oh my gosh, she says she then proceeded to spend just so much time doing so many things, and she says after a year got nothing done. Mm-hmm. Just got nothing done. Yeah, right? and I I tell you, if there's that thing, somebody asked me this recently, Rob. They said, hey, what keeps you up at night? I was helping out. I was doing some uh, consulting with a, a real real estate guy, right? And mm-hmm. I, I happened to find a guy because I saw something that he was doing. And I says, I, I DM'd him and I says, that's dope. Have you, you know, not have you thought about, but just, you know, leverage it like this. Gave him like four or five ideas. And he says, hey, those are awesome. Let's meet. So he bought me lunch and, you know, mm-hmm. that started the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's because, and now this is the key, guys. So, I, you know, I was bringing in so many different leverageable moments to his marketing because, you know, there's so many different things that I see, so many different things that I see that work and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, I hadn't even thought about some of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he did one thing. But anyway, and that's kind of like how you get some deal flow, too. Right. You yeah, see something exactly. interesting and you say, hey, listen. Is- so. Yeah. But he says, what keeps you up at night? And I says, I said to him, I says, it is. Every single day I ask myself, why haven't you focused on this? Mm-hmm. And it's always something, right? And that's the now, key. And I'm a goalpost mover, right? I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm a goalpost mm-hmm. mover mm-hmm. because I'll have a success and I'll go, meh. It's not good enough. Other people yeah. are looking around like, dude, did you just realize they're talking exactly. about the news? You got an article? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even read the articles. Exactly. And that's that right there is the key. And so I want you to pay attention. Everybody just I just keep it moving, right? Y'all. right. But, but here, moving. And, and here's the thing. And Randy just 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 illuminated and smash the like button if you're if you're dealing with this. Put in the comments. Yes, this is what I'm dealing with because there's so many business owners, so many entrepreneurs are dealing with that right there, yeah. which is. We have to keep moving because what we do isn't good enough. And this is why I'm talking about focus. So so a lot of people, when they talk about focus, they think you're focusing on this one thing. No, I want you to focus on the appropriate story to tell yourself. And here's the key. The appropriate story to tell yourself. That's good. Yes. Right. So when you, when you get into this, stuff today. the whole idea, like we said, all of those things are things that you think are going to get you where you're going faster. Mm. That's the key narrative that we need to pay attention mm-hmm. to. But we never interrogate those assumptions. Mm. What most people do is they say this has the possibility of getting me there faster, but they don't do the second part of the analysis. What's the probability that they're going to get me there faster? What's the probability that if I work on both of these things at once, I'm going to get there faster than if I worked on them sequentially and did this one to completion and then did this one to completion? Man. That really sp- that spiked something uh, a memory or a thought that I had got from 
um, watching Dharmash, Dharma Shah, I think his name is, mm-hmm. right? Dharma Shah, that, uh, the co-founder of HubSpot. HubSpot, yeah. So he, he, he did something recently, man, and I, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous <laughs> of guys that can just focus and women that can focus like that, right? So he says, he, he plays this game, and the game is called Wordle. Right. Mm-hmm. If you guys heard a word, it was just it was sold to New York Times and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for a whole bunch of money. Seven figure figure exit for the founder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says he played this game, but it was like, eh, I wish it did this. There's some other things I wish it did. So he being a now, oh, now this guy is a billionaire. <laughs> He's made his money with HubSpot and blah, blah, blah. Chief technology officer of that deal. Right. But he said he wanted to show his son how to use the um um programming language that his son was was learning and he says well create a project and he says well you know here's what i would create and he worked with his son he said he coded it up all night he's that's focused he sat that he said it was like three in the morning when he ended up you know getting done with it but he did it all day Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my chair, and after about 90 minutes, mm-hmm. it's a wrap, man. Yep. So, you know, that that's at least in my mind, I'm ready to do some different things, right? right. So now he coded this whole thing up. Get this, Rob. Mm-hmm. So now Wordle was sold to New York Times for a whole bunch of money. This guy codes something up, shows his son, now saying, this is what you're learning, and this is the kind of result that you can get from it. He wanted something contextual, you know, something tactile that his son could say, mm-hmm. oh, I see why. I understand I it, yeah. It has already 6 million users, and we're talking, this This happened recently. Mm-hmm. Six, do you know how many people would, would, would kill to have 6 million users on something mm-hmm. they coded up. He mm-hmm. did it in the night. Right. Now, <clears throat> there's this is and one of the funniest try- things. This, he's not trying to monetize it. I just yeah. saw him do a, a commercial on it the other day. Yeah. So I think maybe he yeah. might be trying something. Yeah, it was just an idea. Was just maybe for his but, son. But this is what happens so often, right? Because that's a phenomenal story about how he, you know, he sat and he worked all night and he did it, right? But here's the thing that I think is 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 where those stories those stories set us back as entrepreneurs. What? I should scratch Dharma Shaw off? No. No, no, no. And it's not the story that he told. It's the story that gets taken away from the story that he told. What gets taken away from it is that he was so focused that he sat at his computer till 3 a.m. That's not what happened. He's not telling you all the interludes of going to the bathroom, getting something to eat, watching a TV program and coming back and right, taking a minute to look at his phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Not like, like he sat there and, and didn't pee, y'all. Exactly, right? And the reason why that's so important is because the superhero story makes it seem like they're doing something that we're not doing. And the thing that they're doing that we're not doing is something that's outside of our realm of, 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 of capability. It's out, something's outside of our realm of possibility. And so getting back to the story that we tell ourselves about this, the thing that I want all of you all to look at is when we're looking at focus, when I was able to focus, the reason I was able to focus and the reason I'm helping my clients to focus is not because I still don't see shiny things. The reason I'm able to focus is because I ask shiny things this question. And I make the shiny things have to answer this question. So I'm singularly focused on the result that I want, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. 
how can I get to this result faster? And so I make the shiny things ask me or answer this question. That's good. What's the probability that me taking my focus off of this and splitting my focus to do both of you is going to get me there faster? Right. And if the probability does not reach above 50%, then I stay focused because Man. my focus is getting there in the fastest way possible. So as I, you know, now I know this, right. Of and I, I've followed some of these, these tenants and here's, here's the thing, everyone. And I'm not doing, there's no pushback on that. That's, that's absolutely accurate. And I've used it and it's worked. You know, and I know some of these things I've just allow myself to be on this kind of vacation journey. Right. Because mm -hmm. I've, you know, I like to retire from things early, you know, you know, have my exit pop, you know, package stuff like I've done with the real estate, have my exit and says I'm chilling for a minute and I'm going to just <laughs> let everything come in. And now that I've gotten refocused, that's why these questions are coming. Yes. That's why the time is now to really be thinking about that kind of stuff, because I says, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know do something else. And then you go, but what? And all kinds of things that you could do. Every, talking with a client, everything works to your level of focus. Exactly. Everything. I mean, yes. you know, you want to do, be a drop shipper. Okay. It might seem like, oh, that's kind of old, Yeah, but it still works. Yeah. Oh, you, you want to uh, uh, go into the e-com space? Oh, but e-com is dead. You want to be an email marketer? Email is market. No, it's not. Yep. You yep, focus. Yep, yep. I watched a guy just recently. He has, he used to be known as one thing, right? And <laughs> I'm going to just say, I, I don't know if I'm going to say his name, but uh, he used to be the solo ad guy, uh... right? And I'm like, I remember seeing his stuff back in the day, kind of checking it out going, oh, okay. All right. Solo ads. And you go, oh, you know, um, you know, what, what's a solo ad? But now... He's into e-farming. And of course, that's now I know when something has kind of gotten some run or somebody's come up with a new name for an old thing. thing. Yep. Right. And you're just like, ah, man, that's so cool. But he just wrapped it in a new name. Mm -hmm. Right. A new focus. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Right. He's just teaching you a different way to get to the same thing. Yes. Right. And then because what he would do with the solo ads is send it to your email list. and blah, blah, blah. So e-farming, but it sounds interesting. It's a little bit of Ooh, what's that? And then yes. you go, man, this is just getting emails. <laughs> exactly. Now, here's he the has funny, a structured way by which to do here's, it. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the funny part about all of that that you just said. And it's teaching it as a course. The the thing that you want to ask yourself in this space, right? There's, there's a second question, because most of the time, the thing that is the new shiny thing won't excite you. But that's a depressing reality, right? So now I I ask, I get this new shiny thing. I'm excited about trying it. I ask myself the question. Now I got to be, you know, the, the rain on the parade. Boo, nope. I got to stay focused. Wah, right? That's how most of us feel, right? But here's the next question that you want to ask yourself. That's going to make a great short, by the way. <laughs> I must have created like eight shorts from stuff you said. It was like, excellent. I love it. I love it. So the next thing, that, the next question that you want to ask yourself is this. What do I need to do to make this thing that I'm focusing on more exciting to me? Right. So I, I'll give you an example from one of my clients. One of my clients 
we are revamping his entire production process. He has a he has a manufacturing company that's really kind of an outsourced company. They're a middle person and they do some stuff in-house, but they outsource a lot of stuff to external vendors and they're basically doing project management for all these projects. And that has a lot of moving parts. And when it's happening all in one person's head, it becomes just this craziness to try to make everything come out on time, especially over three months, six months, you know, a uh, year's worth of time. Mm-hmm. So we've went and made all of that clear. We've broken out so that it's all visual. It's all out there. You can see it. You can understand exactly what priorities are. And he's got his production team that can go and do all of this stuff so he doesn't have to do it anymore. Right. I think that's what I saw you working on when we were exactly. when we took that trip. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so in that space, they were doing about, you know, production had become the bottleneck. Sales could sell, but then production would be the bottleneck. So then sales doesn't want to sell more because now their name is on the line. And they look I bad. Understand production doesn't get through. Completely. <laughs> right. Cause I'm a marketer. I got to stop certain times of marketing because if I push, it's like, if I give it gas. Exactly. Right. You got, you run up against capacity issues, right? So you run up against capacity issues. So they were producing now sales was selling at a, at a a rate of about $8,500 a week annual rate, right? $8,500 a week, 50 weeks of production, but production was only producing at a rate of about $7,500 a week. So you can see really quickly that you're six weeks, eight weeks into the next year, right? You're behind sales production, which is uh, which well, is that's got to be discouraging for sales, right? Especially because paid. especially because sales is trying to two x volume. They they're capable of two xing volume in this organization during that period of time. So we we make everything visual, right? And over the first four weeks, we were able to go from again when they were seventy five hundred average and we were able to get it the goal was to get to 8500 just so that we could make sure that we we eliminate that six weeks of overage not only in four weeks were we able to get to the six weeks of overage but we were also able to get our average up and so we're now almost a half week ahead so that's that's interesting is it because um when you made it visual Mm -hmm. that was a focusing moment yes that was a focusing moment and it was a community it was a it was eliminating confused communication moment right so instead of having to have 15 conversations about stuff and instead of being run by the tyranny of the urgent now you have the week out on a board where you can see all of the projects and you can see not just this week's projects but the projects that are coming up right so you see two three four weeks in advance so when people are thinking oh we can just fit this in right because here's and here's where the crux came here's here's where the client was struggling the client, because again, they're, they're the owner, they're sales driven, they're focused on that, and they're really good at sales. So they're looking at all of this business that's there. They're like, oh, that'll just take us a week. Oh, that'll just take us three days. Oh, that'll just take us, right? And not looking at, well, what's already- But they're not paying process. attention to the fact that we had 10 weeks of work already on the board at current capacity levels. And they don't like out- outsourcing, right? No, they like outsourcing, but the issue was before that was all in their head. It wasn't visual. So they couldn't see the 10 weeks of work. And when you're just thinking about it, you're like, I know I got 10 weeks. Of, I, I got a lot of projects. That's what 10 weeks of work looks like. I got a lot of projects, but I can fit this one in here. We can fit in one more, yeah. right? We're not yeah. operating at our, our at our potential anyway. We're capable of doing more than this, right? Because we've just done, with, with the changes that we did and everything else, they've just done um, the last two weeks, so out of the four weeks that they had, or out of the five weeks that they had, two of the last 
you know, two of the last five weeks, they were doing upwards of $10,000 a week production. So we've already, you know, increased production by, um, by 20% just in five weeks. And we're still, it's still increasing, right? Goal is to get to close to double production, hopefully in the next, next three or four weeks. But that's, but that's neither here nor there. The issue that the, the owner was dealing with was it felt like it was going too slow because immediately as business owners, when we see that we're capable of something, we immediately start going, well, if I'm capable of this, that becomes the new normal. And it's like, no, 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 no. So you're creating, you know, like you talk about oftentimes the dichotomy, you're assuming that capability equals capacity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is the idea that I'm going to perform at my best every day, even though if I look at my track record, I don't perform at my best 50 percent of the time. Mm -hmm. But But I perform at my right. But I perform at my 70 percent, 100 percent of the time. So this is the key and this is the key to focus. It's getting excited about what your 70 percent over time can do for you. Because when we look at those numbers, when we look at the numbers of what we can do just with doing exactly what we're doing and you extrapolate out and you see, wow, we'll be where we want it to be in a shorter time than I thought that we would be there. And here is the point where you have to have discipline, because at that moment, when you get excited, when you're like, we'll get there faster, this plan is going to work. That's the moment. Just apply to that plan. (laughs) Right. That's the moment that most entrepreneurs think that the work is done. And so now I need to go find the next plan that's going to make us faster. No, 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 no. Stay excited about the fact that this plan is going to work and now go make it work and see it work and celebrate that it worked. And then once you've crossed the finish line, you can start thinking about the next race. That's the execution. That's the execution. But the excitement is... Look at what's actually there at the other end of the finish line with no extra stuff. The other end of the finish line is good enough for you because when you started this journey, you didn't even know that you could do the other end of the finish line. And this is where, again, moving the goalpost comes into play. We get halfway through the race and we start changing our belief about what's possible and acting as if we always knew what we know now. Yeah. It's funny. I I, I had been, um, Doing a lot while I was sick, that when I was down, man, for with this cold uh, last week, I just been, you know, just devouring podcasts mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So I, I came across one where a guy had had an exit, $610 million exit, right? Six, yeah, $610 million. Now that sounds like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. But then he started telling the story. He was on, I think, Capitalism, um, their podcast, capitalism.com uh, or something like that. But anyway, Mm-hmm. That's Ryan Moran stuff, right? So yep, yep. anyway, so he was on his stuff and he, $610 million exit. He said, well, let me tell you about the stuff that we had before that. <laughs> and it was like failure. This was no good. Mm-hmm. This one almost went to zero. Mm-hmm. All these kind of things, right? Then he says, and he told his whole history. He's like, you know, what the, his first exit, he said, what did you do with the money? Ah, you know, I, you know, I, I started my brother's, um, I gave some to my parents. Uh, I gave my brother some money to start a liquor store, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Right. And he yep. says, I, I had no money left from all that success. And then, you know, some failures, some failures. And then this one hit. 
right? It because it it hit because he, he just combined some things and he just focused on it. But here's something that happened. Somebody was in the audience and they says, I'm in the same space. When we saw your stuff, you basically ran us out of the way. <laughs> so he thought this was getting ready to be a contentious, you know, a little conversation here because he, his mm-hmm. face dropped and he was like, <laughs> I remember your product. His was better. His was more relevant and they, they went faster. But this is what he said. This is what he said. So he said, I'm no good at that going all the way to focus to follow up. He says, this is what I do. He says, I'll get the idea and I'll go get an operator. There you go. He said, because, now, this is, you know, if this is the, the lesson that we're trying to put on to you, um, entrepreneurs, is that sometimes knowing yourself, knowing myself, you then go find operators. Now, yes. that part has been difficult because you got, you know, who do I trust, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But the point is, if and you there's do a way, that's a whole that, other show. <laughs> if you do not do that, it's just going to be a, a, a hot mess. Your business is going to yes. become a hot mess. That was so powerful. Man, that's it, so it, important. So, like, please pick up this nugget. operator, right? And then, and a lot of times, if you look at how VCs give spend their money, if you don't have a co um, founder, founder they'll make you get one. Yep. yep. Because that's that person. That's going to help you either A, control what's your leaks, mm-hmm. right? And be very, very different than you and just give you an accountability partner. Yes. All yes, this yes, kind of yes, goes yes, back yes. to we can spin up businesses tomorrow on accountability. <laughs> Trust yes. me, man. I, I, you know, I, I do classes and run stuff mm-hmm. on this and my wife does the same thing, right? Literally. And I thought this was just a, just a bunch of canal water, right? I'm thinking, <laughs> what? Some. People pay my wife to come in for an hour, right? To come in online for and an hour just to have a focused hour. Are yep. you kidding me right now? Yep. Right. And and I've called up Paul and says, Paul, let's have a accountability class. And boom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's crazy. And there. this is not just here, y'all. I was when I was in yeah. um Thailand mm-hmm. and I went to the entrepreneurship. A center over there was being ran by a guy. Guess what? They had days of accountability. Yeah, now it makes perfect sense. All you did was work on your business, and and it's important for those of you all like because we got entrepreneurs, we got solopreneurs. Notice that what I talked about when I when I talked about for me and for my clients, the key is you don't have to as the entrepreneur be uber focused. That's not that's not anything that I've. That, that I've presented today. Remember that we talked about that, that mm-hmm. false dichotomy. Your organization, on the other hand, needs to be focused until mastery. Focused until mastery. Right, because once your organization gets to mastery, guess what you get to do as the entrepreneur? Not think about it anymore. That's kind of like, to you know, if you hear this a different way, everyone, they're saying, get it to scale. Mm-hmm. Get it to scale. And then um, I remember... The guys that started Lemonade. Now, this guy had started, and you've got you guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, he says he started it. He had a, a couple other places that had people, and it just was a mess. But then he started from a technological standpoint, right? And he says I could instantly scale because I had technology. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I had, you know, apps and that did a lot of the work. Right. Somebody mm-hmm. called in and they wanted a quote. Mm-hmm. It would tell them a lot of stuff. Versus AI, having yep. somebody. So um, the instant scalability or the ability to scale mm-hmm. was key to them. And this exactly. is what I keep hearing, whether it's from Sam Ovens. He's like, look, I exactly. need to. I had all these people and it was just trouble and it was a, a big old mess. And now that I, I got a company that has, you know, the people, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the machinations. Yeah. Right? It it gets it gets really gnarly. Yeah. Uh, and really, the, really the, the key thing with scale though, and I think this is what confuses a lot of people. People think that scale is lots of money and lots of yes, it is that growth. Yes, that 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 stuff does happen. But the reason it happens is because it's easy to do repetitively the work. And that required to to make the complex simple is what happens when you're able to scale that level of that, that ability to make the complex simple is mastery of the thing. Mm. The reason why McDonald's is McDonald's is because the McDonald's brothers took running a hamburger shop and simplified it. And once they simplified it, you were able to take people who didn't have 20 years of experience in business, who didn't have customer service experience, who didn't have any of these things. Peter Drucker said it like this. Routine is the thing that allows a novice without discernment, Mm -hmm. without experience to perform a task that it would have taken someone with near genius level of intelligence and experience to perform without the routine. Okay. That right there is, is this is how we end in the show <laughs> routine. Cause I'm going to do some research, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I call it habitualizing, right? Yes. So you take something that is extra and you make it the habit. You yes. make it the thing you do no matter what. On it's just autopilot. Like, oh, I don't have to think about this. This is what I do. Yes. I don't have to think about sales. This is, what we do. I don't exactly. have to think about creating landing pages. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. And and mm-hmm. that for me, the person that is so filled with ideas and all that kind of stuff and a little bit of canal water. Uh, <laughs> then I says, I said this, Rob, and, and it's like, if I just created a landing page a day, mm-hmm. right? Because then I could take every idea, throw it on a landing page. <clears throat> And and either it organically gets traffic or run traffic to it, but then I empty. One of the other reasons, Rob, that I've been just giving away so much consulting, free stuff, is for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Just giving it away. People are like, I can't believe what you just gave me thousands of dollars worth of consulting services mm-hmm. and information. Without a, I says free. Yep. Buy me some coffee or something like that. Because if I don't, I'm too full, and exactly. I I'm already full. Exactly. So I'm just giving, 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 giving. That's beautiful. And you routinize it and then things start to pop up because it's habitual. And now the key becomes then, well, okay, I'm giving it away. So productize it. Well, Mm. this is what you're listening to. The podcast, Rob and I, every single week coming in, talking about a frustration, excuse me, talking about something and how we're helping somebody, Mm. you know, and this is the productization of all that help. Maybe we're exactly. working through some things ourselves. Like Rob, you know, exactly. I needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear 
bro, stop moving the goalposts. <laughs> Celebrate some wins because you've had there some you wins. Go. Celebrate them. And, you know. And it gets you excited about being focused. That's the key, right? We got to figure out how to get excited excited about being focused. focused. Somebody, I I remember reading this once. uh, It was before I got married. And it said, because I was deciding, I was like, man, you know, I can stay single and just, you know, and have fun. (laughs) And it's like, well, actually what marriage does for you is it gives you freedom. Of course, that was like a mind bender. (laughs) Explain. Please, please, person from the stage, explain. (laughs) And it was about now you have freedom from having to think about all these other things. There you go. And it was like, so this this conversation today, you know, that focusing moment and um, what to let go of, mm-hmm. right? Now, we didn't get to some of the other ones. It was going to be what things are you eyeballing, but, you know, forget mm-hmm. about that one. Yeah, we can talk about that next week because I, I got some things. And th- that point that Randy talked about, about the operator, having somebody that can keep you focused or they can be focused for you yeah. is so important. I have a team that... Right. My thing was I was doing all these things and my team was trying to follow me. And instead, Mm -hmm. what I have now is I have a team that's on a path. Now, I can go over here and look at this, but I come back and I check to make sure they're still on their path. So they're staying focused, staying focused, staying focused, and they're getting the benefits and getting the benefits and getting benefits. The organization is getting the benefits. And I'm not what I'm doing now is not knocking them off of their path like I was before because of my lack of focus. And over time. They're the fruits of those efforts. They've already returned 10K to us. Mm. And we've only been doing this for about three months of just being focused. See, there it is. That's the show, everybody. (laughs) All right, Rob, you enjoy the rest of the day, my friend. You too, man. All right. Take care. Peace.